Welcome to this episode of Women to Women podcast series. Our guest today is Prashni Paliwal. Prashni is the Director of Quantitative Sciences at Flatiron Health. She is a statistician by training who has extensive clinical development experience in oncology and hematology clinical trials, all the way from phase 1 to phase 3. She is passionately committed to implementing cutting-edge innovative methods in clinical development for efficient trial design and analysis. She has a PhD in statistics from University of Connecticut and a master's in statistics from IIT Kanpur. Prashni, welcome to Women to Women podcast. Thank you, Divya. So excited to have you here with us today. So let's jump in. So for our listeners, if you can tell us what do you do today, um, professionally, and how did you get here? Okay, so I am currently working in a health tech company called Flatiron Health. I'm a director in quantitative sciences team, and currently within that team, I'm leading their pragmatic trials division, their international business unit, and their research unit. So basically, my space is using utilizing EHR. our data for clinical decision making um and for improving patients life that's a lot of numbers right yep yep and my training is in statistics and prior to my current role i was a research statistician working on clinical trials in bristol myers squibs um and i worked there for around 13 years in drug development in oncology so it's it's very interesting so i've known you for years so mm-hmm. i know a lot more than i guess uh, comes to the eye but math is not a very interesting subject or a very exciting subject for a lot of people and here you are you did your statistics you have masters you did your phd like you did a lot more than an average person who does math what kept you going what kept you so interested in this subject uh, i i'm glad you asked this question so i uh, was always actually interested in math right from my kindergarten i guess um i went to a boarding school um after 5th grade which is in 6th grade and i was there one of the few girls who was interested in math a lot of my i, I went to a girls boarding school and a lot of girls were not as interested in math i think i think it just happened automatically i have no idea i'll just say you know that's how i was and after my 12th actually i was speaking to one of my teacher and she did sort of suggest me going into medicine because sort of maths is hard for the girls and at that moment i just realized that i like like math too much to sort of let it go so i always knew i was going to do something with numbers and in math it just came very easily to me and uh, it's funny uh, because in my uh, boarding school i used to actually tutor not formally in exchange of money but i just used to teach all the girls the math so that was to me to me it was always interesting that's so cool any specific people who really inspired you to be in like you know stem subjects or engineers or anybody specific so my family uh, does not have as much of an academic background so from my family perspective you know there was stem or no stem didn't make a lot of difference however i did have great teachers on the way i specifically remember one of my teacher in 8th grade who really liked me and you know as a as a child if somebody likes you you want to do better in that subject so that was definitely the moment i remember uh, also i i think throughout my um, schooling especially i was uh, fortunate to have good stem teachers and that always kept me going um, also maybe the other thing is i wasn't as great at liberal arts i wasn't that great at languages so it was a natural choice sort of like you know we all have a plan in our mind when we are coming to high school like i want to study this i want to do this and this is where i want to be what was the plan and how did it all play out so to me i think there were a couple of you know um, points in your life when you think about what you want to do 
when I was in fifth grade, I wanted to be an IPS. Uh, and because Kiran Bedi was very famous then, and I was like, this is what I want to do with my life. But uh, as, as you know, life went along and I came in like 10th grade, I was like, I want to do sciences more. So my natural inclination was towards sciences. And somehow that dream sort of was left there. But one thing I was very sure about throughout my, uh, sort of my schooling was that I wanted to be independent. I wanted to sort of be financially independent, work and do whatever I wanted to do. And that is what sort of inspired me. In terms of profession, I feel like because I came from a family where women didn't work, I didn't have that much uh, sort of vision about what I wanted to be. It changed with time. Um, in 12th grade, for example, it was that I wanted to make money. When I went to college in statistics, it became more around sort of, you know, it'll be nice to do some research. Uh, so it changed with, changed with time, um, depending on sort of where I was in life. So a lot of kids, especially girls, are now interested in them. And we're also trying to kind of manage that, right? Anybody who's a little bit younger and very interested in type of subjects, there are a lot of different options for them, right? To build a career, do some. What would you advise them? What are specific, um, you know, type of things they should be looking at? So to me, I think career is a mix of sort of your own passion, right? So so let's assume there are, you know, young females interested in them. And then the question is, what, I, what can I do with it? You know, I remember when I was a young girl, uh, the only two things probably um, possible in, in if you wanted to make a career was medicine or engineering. And, you know, I feel like world has changed so much. And now you can, you know, pretty much pick a subject, be an expert and do what you want to do. So to me, I think what I will uh, advise them to do is sort of follow your passion, look at your strengths and whatever you are good at, sort of, you know, follow follow that instead of following a particular path. You know, it's, it's really not important to be either an engineer or an MD if you don't want to be. So, so follow, follow your passion and be excellent at whatever you do so that you can keep doing it for a longer time. And I actually wish that when I was growing up, I knew about so many options that are available, right? Me and you know, even in pharma, if we just focus on pharma, it's not just an MD who's working, you know, you have clean ops team, you have regulatory team. So depending on what your interest is, you can find a space and be a leader in that space. That's great advice. And to your point, there are so many new options coming up every day. Like now with AI, ML, like there's so much more you can do with data, yeah. not just in pharma, but every industry. So speak to people, find out what other options are coming up because nobody knows everything that's happening. The other thing that I really think uh, from my perspective helped me was, you know, when I meet different people, when I talk to them and if something interests me and I want to get there, I try and uh, ask them or get more information about their path to understand what kind of expertise is needed for a particular kind of role. So to me, though, you know, I I'm not so proud of the way I networked when I was younger. I would suggest network, network and network because that's going to help you understand how different kind of people got where they are and that can help you figure out what your journey could potentially look like. So a lot of people hesitate, right? When we say network, a lot of people hesitate. And again, it doesn't come very easy. It's a developed art, kind of have to work at it. Some people do get it natural, very few, especially women. So did you kind of develop some kind of strategy? So to me, uh, I have to say in the beginning, this was hard. I remember, you know, my some of my very good friends and even my husband sort of, you know, encouraged me to network. And I was not somebody who was very comfortable doing it because I was sort of, I always believed in sort of, it should come naturally. But as I've grown in my profession, you know, I do realize a lot 
of, you know, senior folks, they do want to mentor. They are interested in mentoring. It's just a matter of finding the right connection. And as sort of I'm growing in my career, I'm realizing how important as well as um, how interesting networking can be. So it doesn't have to be something very artificial. It's just sort of finding the right people and maybe finding the right people to connect through and then talking to them. Uh, and that is what I find personally more useful, you know, finding the people through my network who I'm close to rather than just sort of randomly finding somebody and being very intentional about it. Um, sometimes it can take a lot more effort, you know, when you're going to conferences, finding the right people, approaching them. It all needs strategy. It all needs time. And we all don't have the time to do all the things that we want to do. So, you know, you have to prioritize and see what is important for you. And also sort of find the people that you connect with a little bit easily. You know, we all have our personalities attached to ourselves and we get along with certain kind of people more easily. So, you know, work with your comfort zone, but do network with intentionality. I think that can go a long way. Do you ever seek out mentors? Did not initially in my career, but now I do. And, and I wish I had done it a lot more earlier. And to me, that is definitely a lesson learned along the way. Uh, I do now seek out mentors and take time out and talk to them. So a lot of us kind of have done different roles, right? Whether it was through internships or part-time jobs, especially kids nowadays, everybody I know is doing an internship. Do you recommend certain type of roles or jobs they should be looking for just to succeed life? So to me, internships could be a really nice way to at least experiment with or figure out uh, what you could potentially like in your future job. Um, it is definitely much more prevalent now than it was when I was younger. Um, also, um, I, I think it could certainly be a good way to find mentors uh, and your sponsors too. Uh, because when you are younger, you know, senior folks do want to sort of mentor you. They do take you under their wings. And I think that could that could potentially be very beneficial. But just, I think, just for learning about what all is there. Let's talk a little bit about uh, moving around, right? So yeah. you have done this move, right, across the world. Has mobility played any role you developing as a person? Because again, it's different cultures, different kind of different environments. How does that really lend itself? And the reason I'm asking is a lot of our listeners, you know, get these opportunities to make changes, move around, whether it's for job or for life uh, options. And the question always comes up, is it worth it? Do you think it's worth it? Oh, that's, a, that's a tough one. I mean, it was worth it for me. Um, the moment, so I came to US for my PhD and not for work. And after com having completed my PhD, when I started working, the work environment in the US and even the cultural environment in US, it was clear to me that it, it worked much better for me than back home. Just the amount of sort of the way your managers treat you, the way the work environment is, the amount of freedom you have, the amount of independence you have. Uh, however, at the same time, there are cons too, right? You do not have as much of a family support. You are on your own. Um, having come from a different country, you always have that insecurity, so to say, which can push you also, but which can make you feel a little anxious too. So it's 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 a bag of goods and bads. It definitely was worth it for me. But, but you know, to each their own, it depends on the person, you know, what is what do they need more in life? Because I could definitely see some people for whom that family support and being close to family can be more important. Um, so I think some things could work from career perspective, but you have to see if they work for your life or not. And you brought up a great point, family support, especially when you have young kids, you know, you depend a lot on family, friends. And when you don't have that inbuilt village to lean on, it's a little harder. How did you manage? So to me, I think that probably was the toughest um, time in, in terms of life in general, when your kids are younger and you are navigating that, you know, career boat as well as your family boat. Um, and, and to me, I know better now, but at that time, when you are in the midst of things, it's hard to sort of figure out what is the priority for you. But the advice I'll give to my younger self would be, you know, prioritize, prioritize, prioritize. 
prioritize and prioritize based on what is important for you, not what the environment around you or the culture around you wants to prioritize. And to me, sometimes that can be a little bit harder for women uh, because we do get sort of different signals from the society about what should be important for us. And I think to separate that from what is important for me and how do I prioritize my own objectives in life can be a little bit harder. The other thing I also sort of um, feel like I had known when I was navigating that was that seek help, seek support from wherever you can get it. Uh, Because there are just too many things to do uh, during that time in the life when you are sort of new in your career and you have younger kids. So uh, another advice I'll give to myself, uh, my younger self would be, you know, seek out help, which I didn't. I sort of just assumed that I have to do it all. And it was, it sort of like goes by really fast and it does work out in the end, but it's very hard when you are just just doing everything on your own. Another thing you also get, you want to be perfect every day. We want to be super excellent at our jobs. We want to be super moms. We want to do like everything to the best and over and beyond our business. So um, now looking back, anything there that you would do a little different? You know, what what works for me and I think sort of, you know, as I said, you know, different things work for different people. To me, I'm a person who usually focuses on one thing and sort of is able to that one priority number one well and then everything maybe not so well. And I wish I could have made that prioritization very explicitly during those years. I feel like I struggled with actually every category because everything was a priority, which was really rough. Uh, so to, to me, that's the, that's what I would say. Are there certain values that hold very close that have helped you navigate tough decisions? Hmm. I think to me, um, if I look at my values and sort of, you know, this is from far away, forget about life or career, you know, what are my values? What is really important for me is is that fairness piece and independence piece. And if I look at it, uh, look at, you know, my life from childhood, I've always valued sort of that equality. If people are working hard, they should be treated equally and being fair to people and also sort of having my independent uh, thinking about things. Those two are very close to me. And now if you had to look back and look at something that maybe was not a failure at that point, but now looking back or vice versa, what was that biggest failure that you learned from the most that really had a huge impact on your life? So to me, I don't know whether I call it a failure or not, but you know, I feel like when I was in the starting of my career, um, I should have prioritized and maybe focused on finding the mentors, uh, being a little bit more intentional and out there and a little bit more proactive in my earlier part of my career when I was actually torn between family and career. Maybe for certain years, prioritize my career and certain years, prioritize my kids and family. Uh, I think that was a rough period. And that's if I had to redo things, I'll do it a little bit differently. The other thing that is sort of, I think it's lack of sort of utilization is I wish I had more awareness about potential careers. Um, And I think because uh, of the background I came from uh, and just sort of maybe the era we were in, there wasn't as much information about the different potential careers. So life just sort of uh, rolled on and we landed wherever we landed. It wasn't done with a lot of intentionality, at least in my case. That's true though. The level of awareness that we have today was not there when we started out. So absolutely, that's that's a great point and a fair point. (laughs) Now, looking back, you've worked with a lot of men, right? I'm sure Mm -hmm. we all work with a lot of men. Are there certain traits that really hold us back? Yes, I, I definitely think there are traits that, yeah, that that hold us back. To start with, I'll say, first of all, we are just not as assertive as we should be. Um, we, I, I don't want to say we don't, we lack confidence. I don't think we just appear as if we are confident. We also sometimes defer the decision making to whoever is, you know, there in the room or whoever is above us. We don't, we are not very decisive in the sense that I'm just going to do it. We seek permission, in other words, uh, which in certain situations we don't need to. I, I wish we were a little bit more confident. Why 
find our own path maybe in certain ways and, and just go for it. Uh, and we unfortunately, fortunately, we do learn it with age. But when we are younger, it, it, it is a little bit difficult too. And, you know, hopefully the next generation is going to be a lot better than what we were uh, when we were their age. I, I do see a start difference in the next generation. They are, they're definitely more vocal. They ask for things. They ask, they seek help. And they are assertive, at least from everything I've seen, which is yeah. So now on the flip side, anything that skills that we should develop? I think one thing I would love to see uh, women do more of actually uh, is help each other and support each other wherever we can. Uh, I don't see, I mean, I don't see a lot of women supporting each other in terms of helping us determine our next paths or in our sort of movement of the career uh, when we we are as a group. And it would be nice if we could support each other a little bit more. And, and I do see that happening, like at least in my current company, for example, we have these ERG groups and we have one for women. And that's really a good platform to sort of seek support from women who are your peers or who are senior to you and get some sort of mentoring and sponsorship from them. I wish more companies would do that. And I wish more of us who are in sort of senior leadership roles would encourage that in their own space. Were there instances where you kind of face typical perception that's around women? Hopefully not as much now, but maybe when you started that you learned I something feel, from. Yeah, so I feel like I have been a little bit fortunate. I was in a pharma in an R&D where there was a fair proportion of women. And, you know, unlike some of the fields where, you know, the women are outnumbered by men, where it's difficult for women to assert their point in R&D, in pharma, it's 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 not that bad. Uh, we are at the table, we are speaking up, we are being heard. So what I would say is that I think I was fortunate and maybe it was because I was in the R&D space uh, and not in other spaces. I do hear from my friends and from my peers about, you know, how difficult it is for them to get their voice heard. I fortunately never had that issue during sort of my journey. And I, I thank God for that. I'm very grateful for that. What is it that not a lot of people know about? I mean, most of my friends know, but other people might not know. You know, I um, I do come from a background where uh, prior to me, none of the women worked. So so going out and working was sort of uh, an exception and not the norm. Um, as, as a you know, the other thing which is not known is that usually most of us go through, you know, our parents wanting us to be this or that. My parents were absolutely open and there was absolutely no pressure from my parents to be this or that or to be successful for that matter. And I do think that gave me a lot of independence, a lot of confidence in a certain way because my path was absolutely open. I could do whatever and they'll appreciate it and they would sort of, you know, still treat it as a success. I didn't have to reach a milestone to be successful, uh, which in its own ways sort of gave me wings to fly. Do you think you use any of that um, kind of in a way with your own kids? I do actually. You know? it, it's, it might come strange, but I feel like a lot of us do follow somewhat our parents' path. So it's very difficult for me to tell my kids that they should do a certain thing or not. I do let them sort of choose whatever they want. I to sort of tell them my peace of mind and what I think and then sort of it's their choice. So I I do sort of have brought up my kids like that. What brings you joy? What brings me joy? That's actually a very difficult one. And actually what gives me joy is the couple of things that I do. I'll, I'll list maybe two or three things that really bring me joy. And this is outside of my professional life. Of course. Um, I, I love hiking and I love running. I love, as you, as you already know, talking. So to me, what gives me most joy probably is to having a heart to heart talk with my close friends and I can spend hours on that uh, and that, that these three things are the things that bring me joy so, well Prashni this was such a great interview um, I got to learn a few things about you as well which is uh, I didn't think that would happen but <laughs> any closing comments for our listeners so to me you know I do think a lot about the things I should have I would have loved to know as a young girl and I hope this interview gives me that opportunity to to give that 
sort of advice to young girls that you know it is your life if you want certain thing you will achieve it so just dream big and if you keep following your dreams you're going to achieve them the only obstacle between you and you and your dreams is you so i wish uh, all the best to all the young females that that they dream big and you know follow their dreams follow their passion and achieve their dreams thank you so much yeah thank you